something that your uh, parents had to convince you of when you were that young, when you were a little kid, was clothing is not optional. Can we all agree on this? Almost everywhere you go, you need to wear clothing. In some places, you need to wear the proper clothing. New Life Fellowship isn't such a formal church. I'm wearing jeans and a sweater, you know. It's kind of a little bit less uh, dressed up event here. But at private schools, kids need to wear uniforms or they get written up for the most part. Clothing uh, is not optional. There was one time that I was on a mission trip with my wife, and we were walking along the beach, and then we realized we were in the territory where clothing was optional. That was very surprising. And we kind of uh, turned around and went the other way. We were on a mission trip. Uh, today's passage is talking about putting on Christ like he was clothing clothing in the morning. And when it comes to, to Jesus and, and, uh, and the, the commands he gives us, gives us for how we are to love and treat each other relationally, this clothing is not optional. This is the bare bottom of what it means to be a believer, what it means to love and treat other people in Christ and people who love in Christ. Um, this is the bare bones stuff. I was drawn to this passage uh, in, in Colossians 3, 12 to 17. So I was noting just how much in this passage uh, the author, Paul, emphasizes thankfulness. He says in verse 15, be thankful. That the word of Christ will be rich. And in verse 17, whatever you do, put it in order of feet, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So much of this clothing has to do with living a thankful life in response to what Jesus has done for us. In thankfulness, we do these things because ultimately it was Jesus Christ Himself who made the first move in all of our lives in reaching out to us and saving us. So, in great thankfulness, thankfulness for what God has done, we wake up every morning and put on this clothing that God has provided for us by His Spirit. It says in Colossians 3 12, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And there were all of these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in their hearts, since as members of one body you are called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, and teach and admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, with gratitude in their hearts, God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father. Let's go, through, let's go through this passage and see what God is calling us to put on as we follow Him from day to day. And as we go through this time of serving our community, what are we to put on as our preparation that God? First, He says, Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, clothe yourself, and this is not optional, with compassion. This word compassion is the same word that drove Jesus' ministry. I read earlier. Jesus 
exhausted after a long day of ministry, got into a boat and went to a solitary place to be by herself and with the Father to recharge. The people heard about it and they followed. And they came in a huge crowd. It might be what it feels like to work a full day at your job and come home and have everybody dumping on you. Like, okay, we need you to do this now. Get kind of re-engaged. Start, gotta start feeding, gotta start feeding people. Gotta start getting kids ready for bed. Maybe that's what it feels like. Not like a Jesus. So Jesus, unlike any of us after a long day of work, he went right to compassion. His heart went out to the crowd. And he was moved emotionally to show pity and love for these people. He was driven with compassion, emotion. Compassion is maybe one of the things that's in very short supply these days. We're, we're, we're in a very polarized world now. And when you polarize, you say, this is us, and those are them, and there's nothing in between. You know, it's you're this, you're that. And the problem with that is you don't ever take a moment to think about what it's like to be on the other side. You lose your ability to have empathy you lose your ability to walk a mile in someone else's shoes is very different for you when you're always fighting and bumping heads. It's, it's a cultural immaturity that's coming upon us. But it's sweet. Christians, non-Christians, whoever. There's an immaturity coming upon the people of the world because of how polarized the world is right now. And we have to fight that because we, we're to be driven with compassion for other people. We are, we are to be able to, we are a people that are supposed to be able to hear someone else's story and in love, uh, think the best of them, to think uh, perhaps their experience is different from mine. Perhaps I can put on that experience and feel something about it. I think that's something that's obviously. Some people's stories are very obvious. For Jesus, he, he, he went to a solitary place. The story was clear. These people are sick. And he healed many of them out of compassion. Some people's stories are less obvious. It takes asking the questions and listening patiently. Be quick to listen, so to speak, so to become angry, so to begin chattel. Especially going through this political season, it's good to remember that Jesus is driven by compassion, to call to your people of compassion and understanding. It doesn't mean we're going to agree with each other, but it does mean we're going to see the divine in the person that made in God's image, just like God said, different, different struggles, but made in God's image. They should be cherished and listened he says, put on compassion. Put on kindness and humility. Kindness. This is kind of like a disposition of, of, of goodwill, of integrity, of, of goodness directed at another person. And then put on humility. This is something that, uh, when I look at the, the word in the Greek, it says literally that he really is defined as having a humble opinion of oneself in a deep sense of one's moral liberalness. Isn't that something? It's, it's walking around not with a not with a self-condemning attitude that Jesus doesn't want us to condemn ourselves. But he does want us to remember that we uh, that we have a deep sense uh, of who we are and who God is. And we understand and they're humbled by the fact that God reached out to us and gave us of our sins and has, been, has walked with us. But we are, compared to, to God, there is a moral littleness about us. You know, there's a, there's a smallness. 
there should be a modesty, a humility, a lowliness of mind that we think about ourselves because of who God is and how he's reached out to us. So put out humility. Put out gentleness. Mildness of disposition. A gentleness of spirit. A meekness. This is what this word means. Mildness of disposition. How many, how many people do you just refuse to share anything with because they're afraid of how they're reacting to them? You know, they're going to jump on you, they're going to jump down your throat if you say anything. This, this idea of being um, gentle is that you have a disposition of, of mildness. You can be, you're approachable. You can be talked to. We're not going to, to jump. Um, <laughs> and then it says, in addition to all these qualities, put on patience. And this, this, is, this is really interesting. This is a very relational word. It means ready to put up with anything. <laughs> That's a challenge, right? But we're supposed to put on patience as believers. Being ready to put up with anything other people might have to give us. And if those other people are anything like us, it might be a lot. We have no idea how much um, we are requiring patience in other people. And we have no idea how much patience God showed us. But the result uh, is, the, the end result is we are to put on patience. We are to put on this idea of being able to put up with anything. Because really, other people are putting up with us, number one. And God has put up with so much. He's had so much forbearance towards us. He's us, been so patient and walking with us. It's really the least you can do is to, uh, is to do that for other people. Considering how much patience we ourselves have kind received. Verse 13, it says, we are to bear with each other and forgive one another of anything that we have agreements against someone. Uh, we are to, to bear, to hold up, to sustain, to endure with other people in the body. We are to bear up. And we are to forgive, to pardon. Forgiveness as the Lord forgave us. So the question is, when you're looking at this as the Bible study, how did the Lord forgive us? And this, this, the short answer is uh, sacrificial, very sacrificial. Jesus forgave us by fulfilling God's law and dying on the cross in our place. A great sacrifice. Not only did God come to earth in the form of Jesus, but he died a criminal's death on the cross. He forgave us. It was a great sacrifice. And through Jesus, we can forgive our sins. It says in Hebrews 9 32, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. That's God's word, it's God's law. And so because us humans were having such a difficult time, an impossible time, of bridging that gap, God himself came and shed his blood of our sins. And in him, it says in 1 Peter 3, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So God, God forgave us, sat at great cost to himself, great cost. Much more can be said about that. And we are to forgive others in that same way, at great cost to ourselves, partnering with people, forgiving them, just as in Christ God forgave us. All these are responses to what Jesus has done for us. Verse 14 says, Over all these verses, put on love, 
affection, benevolence, goodwill, kindness, all of this started together in perfect unity. And the picture of this is less of an outfit and more like a body. It's saying, put on love to pin all of this, these pieces together. And it's like the, the ligaments in your body that hold the body together. That's what this is about. And so he's saying, when we put on all of these things, in response to what Jesus has done for us, when we put on love to bind them together, they're building up the body of Christ. Not only are we becoming like Christ, but the body is becoming like Christ as we put these things on together. Verse 15, it says, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. All the shots. Because members of one body, you are called peace. And be thankful. Be thankful. In the Thanksgiving season, be thankful. May the message of Christ love and worship as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, with songs, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether it's word or deed, to all the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father for him. This is the best litmus test ever. You're wondering if you have the, you put on Christ, right? You're wondering if you put on love. Well, the big test is, are you able to do, say, interact in a way that you could say, I'm doing this in the name of the Lord Jesus. If you're not able to say that, maybe the way you're acting is not as one who's clothed properly. Maybe it's time to go back to those garments and put them on. Because everything we, are, we do whether in word or deed, you're supposed to be able to do in the name of the Lord Jesus with thankfulness to God for what he's done. So this is, this is a passage uh, that, can, that has some amazing uh, thoughts in it. I'm putting on a garment, a non-optional garment. We're to clothe ourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, and patience, forgiving one another just as the Lord forgave us. We are to bind them together in love. And when there's a question as to whether or not the way we are acting or being or interacting uh, is, is in accordance with this garment, we are to ask the question, am I able to do whatever I do, whether in word or deed, in the name of the Lord Jesus, with thankfulness to God the Father through him? So this is the message this morning as we go into our day of serving our community in Christ. And as we go into that, uh, that time of serving and thanksgiving for what God has done, I wanted to continue to express the thanksgiving I have in my heart through Jesus Christ for the people that make up this church, that make up this body. I said last week, this verse from Philippians 1.3, I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So as we are going into this time of serving the community, I want to give thanks personally for the people that make up this body of the church. And the list is really quite much longer than you think. I give thanks for Rick Zielinski, who cleans our building. And I don't mean to embarrass him, but he came in this morning at like before 6 o'clock to clean because he knew we were having this event today, right? That's not his normal hours. He came in at an inconvenient time while most of us were sleeping to clean and make sure that the, uh, 
the building was beautiful and ready and clean for the guests that were coming. That's Rick. I'm thankful for Barb, Rick's wife, who leads our praying wives, and along with Rick, leads the weekend to remember. I'm thankful this morning, and also in prayer, uh, for Jerome Heber, who upkeeps our facility, who is now, I wanted to let you know, with his mother, as she is passing on into the presence of the Lord, and I think we need to, to pray for the Hebert family, uh, who would be here if they could be, but they are in, in the nursing home with his mother as she is, is slipping away. I'm thankful for Jerome's wife, Eva, who has led a huge percentage of our church through this Armor of God Bible study, who leads their ladies' Christmas luncheon and upkeeps the kitchen here at New Life. I'm thankful for Stephen Marquardt, who leads a men's coffee hour, formerly the men's breakfast, and is, serves on our media team. I'm incredibly thankful for Caitlin, who does our social media. So if you wonder why our Facebook and Instagram looks good and why we get, how we get the word out, it's Caitlin. She has an amazing eye for aesthetics and communication, and, uh, and, and she, she just does incredible work. I'm so thankful for Caitlin. I'm so thankful for small group leaders. Once again, I'm thankful for myself. I put myself on the list for your information. I'm thankful. I'm thankful that we have small groups in this church. And I'm thankful for how God is going to multiply those small groups in the future so that we can serve our church community and pastor one another in Christ in the coming days. But these, these are all small groups that we need to uh, keep in prayer and keep in mind. I'm thankful for the women's ministry, for the work that Sarah and Jackie and Bonnie have done. Bonnie is no longer, of course, with us, but is serving in another church with her husband now which is a wonderful, blessed thing. But this year, these three ladies have done such an amazing job in organizing the women's ministry. I'm thankful for the men's ministry team as we have uh, come together. And really, you, you join this team by saying, I want to be part of this team. It's not like it's a, it's not a membership fee. I'm thankful for these guys who are excited about making men's ministry not just a men's retreat every year, but a, a weekly, monthly thing that we do together. I'm very thankful for this beautifully arranged hourglass of ushers, greeters, and welcome desk people. And this is not the only people. There are other people, I think, that also once in a while man the welcome desk. But these people are faithful every week to come and serve in this area. Thankful for the people that make coffee, aren't you? Amen. We have, we have all these people that cover coffee for us and hospitality, which I'm so thankful for. One time I went to a church and they didn't have coffee and I thought, what is this place? What's going on here? Um, <laughs> Um, I'm thankful for the Go team, as Pastor Corey has organized a team of people that are intentioned to reach out to our community and reach out to, to the world in mission. You know, this is a, an amazing team that's come together and is praying on everything they do. I, I, I'm floored by this list. This is our children's ministry, faith finders, teachers and assistants, uh, both. There's also youth group leaders in here and youth group helpers. This is a huge list of people that are tending to our children and taking care of our children. And I am completely floored by just how many of them there are. And looking at those names, thinking about the commitment that each one has. And, and some of these people are very young leaders that have decided, you know, you're never too young to start. And they've, they've, they're leading. They're, they're playing leadership roles in the children's ministry. They're playing leadership roles in the youth group. And it is something that's completely flooring to me, how many people we have leading I'm thankful for our youth group, which is led by Greg and Jen Veach and, and a number of people on the previous list from week to week. I know that Joan Murboth and, and others have been 
regularly attending with the youth. I know that Rick Zelinsky brought them to an event last weekend. I'm thankful that there are people who are praying and leading our youth group uh, from week to week and building relationships. Thankful for the worship team and the media team. These are people that devote their time to learning and growing musically under Corey's leadership and lead us into the presence of God from week to week. So thankful for these people. Um, Music, I think, is one of the most significant parts of worship for me, I think many of you as well. And we have have these people to thank for their service in this ministry. And finally, you know, we have intercessory prayer on Wednesday, praying for the church, praying for all of you. Every person in this church gets prayed for every week. And Linda leads that ministry, but a number of us come together with Linda to lead the church. I just wanted to express, I thank my God every time I think of all these people. God has provided for this body. God has blessed us beyond measure. As we go into today's day of service, let's go with thanksgiving. Let's go with with humility, with, with love, with patience, with kindness, with gentleness. And above all things, let's put on love, which binds the whole thing together. And everything we do today, whether we are interacting with someone uh, in the kitchen or in the lobby, let's do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God through him. And if we will do that, if we will offer a cup of cold water to someone in Jesus' name or a piece of bread to someone in Jesus' name or a clothing item or a toy, Jesus will make himself known to people in a way that none of us can do on our own. So please join me in prayer. And then I'm going to turn it over to Corey. He's going to lead us in how we are to serve today. Father God, I am, I am so floored by what you've done in this church, by the people that love you, that pray over their, their areas of ministry and serve with their whole hearts. God, I'm so thankful, God. I'm thankful for the many people today that come to serve and give their time of, of food, of items, God. I pray that everything we do today would be in Jesus' name with thanksgiving because of the great thing you're doing. This is not all disconnected, but it's connected deeply to you and the work of your spirit. And God, we pray that you would do the work that only you can do, God, of softening hearts, opening ears, opening eyes, and sharing your love and your salvation with every soul that comes through our door. We lift all this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hello, everybody. Um, I'm really excited about today. I, um, I hope from Nathan's message, you can kind of get the heart for why we do these kind of outreaches. It's all about loving people, showing compassion, kindness. And um, I just want to say thank you, first of all. I mean, this has been very overwhelming for me. <laughs> Covering, de- I'm not a huge details person, so I feel like my brain has been spaghetti all week. But some of you have just really stepped up and taken ownership of different things. And for all of you who have cooked and, and um, prepared, we got about 10 or 11 turkeys and um, tons of food. And um, I'm hoping that this is something that really blesses the community. But um, it really just is a great example of 
the body of Christ in action. I mean, we talk about, you know, every once in a while I hear things like spirit, how we're all gifted spiritually or we're, we're all, you know, have these unique things that we bring to the table as far as, you know, being a part of the body of Christ. But really for me, all of us, you know, have different, some of us are better at setting up chairs, some of us are better at making mashed potatoes, some of us are better at um, saying hello to strangers and things like that. Those are just as much spiritual gifts in the body of Christ, and it's it's been very awesome seeing all that happen. Um, and for the the giveaway team yesterday, the, the sorting, I mean, I just, Jackie was telling me they were here to like, were like seven or so hours yesterday sorting all the clothes. I don't know if any of you guys walked back to see the classrooms. Uh, I encourage you to do that before it gets a little crazy um, and just see how good it looks. It's so, um, it just, it, I can't think of a better way to like present our church well than to say, uh, on top of giving these things out to the community, how well we're presenting them and how well we're, how well we're saying, um, you're just setting up that spirit of hospitality. Um, thank you guys so much for that. There's a, a little layout that I want to um, show you guys. I'll have Steve put up on the screen. You have to push um, uh, output. So this is, uh, just so you guys know, as soon as we say amen, and you're dispersed, that typical thing we say each week, this is what's going to happen. The sanctuary is going to be, uh, we're not putting the chairs away, but we are going to clear them uh, out aside so we can set up tables. Um, and this is generally how the uh, afternoon is going to look. This conference room is going to be a prayer room. There's going to be a sign there saying prayer room. We have a, a small team of people who are going to be available to pray for people. Uh, and um, if this is something that I don't want anybody to be like, oh, I'm not doing that, so someone else can worry about it. If someone is looking like they might, if you're having a conversation, it's like they you know, are pretty open to prayer, feel free to pray for them or invite them to come, take them over and, uh, you know, get a group over and, and pray with them, talk to them. Don't feel shy about that kind of stuff. There's nobody, don't hide behind your job description today is what I'm trying to say. Um, we got a welcome table here in the lobby where they're going to be handing out gift bag, or not gift bags, the, um, the bags for people to go through the giveaway um, in the um, classrooms. We got the toys set up through the hallway. Uh, the food is going to be over here. We're going to have several tables. I don't know how many tables we'll actually need, um, so we'll just be flexible with however many we need to set up because we've got all the food piling up in the kitchen and a bunch of other people who are still bringing their food in. So today is about flexibility. It's just about like how, how can we make what we have, the resources ha we have work for our space. We're going to have a kids' craft area over here, um, so that's going to be happening. If families with kids come in, let, let's point them that direction. It's going to be a really good time for them. Um, the kitchen crew, I'd ask for anybody who's not working as a kitchen person, um, there's about seven or so of them, uh, to kind of avoid the kitchen area. If you have food uh, or if somebody is coming in with food, just uh, just without you know being rude, just try to you know help them you know take it to where it needs to go, but don't let them go into the kitchen and do stuff um, to make it more congested in there because it's not very big. Um, so that's, it's really not much to it, but I just want to leave this up here as we're setting up and getting things going so everybody knows what's going to happen. Jerome Hebert was going to be sort of my, my person coordinating the chair setup and stuff, but as Nathan mentioned, he's not here today because of um, the, him, him being with his mom. 
in hospice. Um, so if there is somebody who would like to just be a point person for how chairs can be, or table, we got chairs in the, our tables in the closet and some more tables against the wall. There should be about uh, 20 or so that we still have available. Um, so if there could be a point person to kind of just make sure it doesn't turn into chaos in here once we disperse. Um, any questions right off the bat? Like if, if you do, grab me, grab somebody, um, and we'll try to make this smooth. We're going to try to have the food, everything ready to go. Or people will probably be lining up here soon to come in. Um, they, they, they're more than welcome to come in, uh, but we're going to try to keep the giveaway um, closed off until noon. Um, and then if the food isn't ready to go right then, I mean, 1230, whenever we're, it, it, we don't want to feel pressured to be like, oh my gosh, it starts and we got to get all the stuff ready. I mean, it's, it's not like that kind of thing today. Let's just, let's just enjoy serving together and enjoying fellowshipping together, being the body of Christ together. Amen. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for this morning. Thank you for this time together, God, of, of just uh, being in your presence as your church for this time of worship and, and just, just hearing from your word, God. I just pray that as we, as we go and those of us who are, are going to be here today helping with um, the uh, Thanksgiving way, God, I just pray that you'd, you'd be with us. Be with, be with us as we serve, as we bless. I pray for all of the different components that um, are a part of what's going on, the kitchen, all the things that have to go on in there, um, the, the setup, the, the giveaway. I pray for conversations, God, that there would be just an amazing um, thing that happens where we're able to plant seeds, to show kindness, to just really point people to you and the good news of what you have done for us. God, ultimately, we pray for stories of that happening, for people to just ask questions like, why are you doing this? As, uh, like, why would you do this? And for us to just, you know, say, we just want to love. We just want to show Christ's love. God, and we just pray for an amazing, amazing time today. We pray for all the people who are coming. Um, we pray that um, there would um, just be a, um, first of all, we pray for a, a, a great turnout, God. I have no idea. How, what to expect as far as that goes. We've been inviting. We've been doing everything we can with our resources to get the word out, God. But we just pray for a turnout today. Um, and we just ask that um, everything that happens today would just be a testimony of who you are for how you have worked through us and in us as your church and the way that we have been able to um, step up to serve and bless our community, God. I just pray that all the glory would go to you we thank you so much, Jesus. We pray in your son's precious name. Amen. You're dismissed. We'll turn some music on and uh, let's get going.